Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Outdoor Minimalist Podcast. I'm your host, Meg Carney, and I'm an outdoor and environmental writer and the author of the book, Outdoor Minimalist, Wasteless Hiking, Camping, and Backpacking, which is set to be released on September 1st, 2022. The Outdoor Minimalist Podcast has the goal to give listeners actionable ways to waste less while they're hiking, camping, and backpacking during every step of their process. Your impact outdoors starts long before you hit the trail and goes beyond leave no trace ethics. You'll learn how to identify sustainable outdoor brands, how to ask hard questions regarding sustainability, and begin to shift and evolve your mindset to integrate minimalism into all of your outdoor practices. Okay, so since this is our very first official episode, let's talk about minimalism and its application to outdoor recreation. This is the main topic of my book and of the podcast as a whole. So laying the groundwork here feels very important to me. And it is a topic that's near and dear to my heart as I am an avid outdoor enthusiast. But I'm going to be honest here. I haven't always been a minimalist and I still have a lot of work to do. There's this relatively well-known quote within the zero waste movement. Um, It was said by Anne-Marie Bonnet. I'm not sure if I'm saying her name correctly, but she's the zero waste chef. And she says, we don't need a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions of people doing it imperfectly. And I wanna be really transparent about one thing before I even jump into the topic of outdoor minimalism or minimalism in general. And that is the fact that in any pursuit like this, whether it be zero waste or low impact, you cannot be perfect. This is a toxic mindset and it can derail all of your efforts. And it's very hard for me to come out and say this because I am a perfectionist. That could be an entire episode in and of itself. So I'm not going to harp too much on that concept right now. But it is essential that we go into talking about outdoor minimalism, knowing that our mistakes are natural and that we cannot change everything overnight. There needs to be this sense of having a little bit of patience and grace with ourselves during our process. With that out of the way, let's talk about the question, what is minimalism? At its core, minimalism is based in the arts so sculpting and music but a minimalist lifestyle is often what people think of when we talk about minimalism and that is more so what outdoor minimalism is applicable to so it can be thought of as living only with the things that you need and removing any unnecessary distractions minimalism then is intended to help us live more intentionally and with greater purpose To me, this is a very subjective topic um, because in every aspect of life, I've learned that we all have distinct individual needs, whether it be something like a relationship that you have, whether it be romantic, friendship, family, whatever, even to ourselves, our needs dictate a lot. They tell us how to set boundaries, when to take a break for self-care or Um, when to take space. But in order to do those things in a healthy way, we need to know our needs. When we pursue minimalism in our lives, we often look at material goods and we have a relationship to our material goods, whether we want to admit it or acknowledge it. There's a relationship of some kind there. 
So this could be things like your house, your furniture, technology, TVs, computers, those things. Um, or for the gearheads and people listening, since this is outdoor minimalism, this could be all your outdoor toys. For me, my prized material possession would be my gravel bike. But for other people, it could be things like rock climbing gear, backpacking gear, or even motorized equipment like dirt bikes and UTVs. All of these things we have assigned and given an inherent value to. Um, that means that we've deemed them worthy of taking up our time, we spent our money on them, and they take up space in our lives. And so we've essentially told ourselves that we need them. And in some cases, that is true. But if you look at all of the material goods that you have, and all the relationships in your life, anything that you have a relationship to, what if you took a step back and asked yourself, is this necessary? That one question is the core of outdoor minimalism, and perhaps minimalism as a whole, but this is going to be more of a narrow niche here. Minimalism is defining your personal needs. I find this more important than ever in our current society and the lives that we live today. If you're listening to this in the United States and you grew up here, then you can attest to the fact that we all grew up in a consumer culture surrounded by endless advertisements to remind us of what we don't have, but what we should have to be happy. I was a TA for a class called Media and Society back in the day at university, and I remember when I first started to learn about the way advertisements were run to manipulate consumers and how psychological marketing really is. And this might not be a surprise to a lot of listeners, but it was a surprise to me when I was like 18, 19, taking this class for the first time, and then when I became a TA and I was kind of teaching some of the content. But that's what marketing is. It's this psychological communication that reads the consumer base, relates to them, and essentially convinces them that they need whatever it is that they're selling. And I've experienced this even more so in my writing, because although I do write a fair amount of outdoor and environmental content for various publications for print and digital, I also do some copywriting. And copywriting is marketing. And good copy is meant to sell. So as a consumer, it kind of come, becomes up to us to sift through all that bullshit in the marketing and advertising to get to the root of what it is we really need. So we're not mindlessly and impulsively handing out our money and purchasing things that are unnecessary. As an outdoor enthusiast, that's what outdoor minimalism kind of comes into play. So as an example, say I'm scrolling through my Insta feed and I see some biking fits and I think to myself, okay, those are super cute. I click on the ad and I start sifting through their options. Now, in a matter of seconds, with or without me reading the ad copy in the caption, I've started buying into the process that what I saw I needed to take up my time as I was viewing it, as well as perhaps taking up my money and perhaps taking up space in my life. And this is where a need for interruption comes into play in your thought process. Because I don't need new fits. Sure, I might want them, but I certainly don't need them. And because minimalism is a lot about mindset, 
It's about making conscious decisions to evaluate impulses and interrupt subconscious patterns regarding consumption and the inherent value or worth that we assign items, material goods, or even our thoughts. I want to include an excerpt from the first chapter of my book, and the chapter is called The Seven R's of Outdoor Minimalism. In that chapter, I discuss the seven pillars of the concept of outdoor minimalism. They, in a sense, are the foundation that outdoor minimalism sits on, and they lay the framework for anyone wanting to integrate these ideas more deeply into their lives. Quote, While the things you own are a large part of understanding how minimalism fits into your life, physical possessions are not the core of minimalism. More broadly, minimalism is about what is essential. Minimalism brings forth a level of self-awareness to what you truly need in your specific life circumstance and a realization that your needs are relative to all of life's changes. What is essential is also often associated with a person's ability to be fully present and in the moment. What I mean by this is consumerism or even retail therapy are ways many of us use to escape our reality, and we use the distraction of excess to hide from our here and now. Minimalism is a journey of self-discovery that bridges your ability to identify a necessity while pairing it with intentionality and self-expression, end quote. There's so much that we can say about what minimalism is, and it will be different for everyone. And that's because we all have varying needs and varying life circumstances and varying budgets. There's so many variables when it comes into identifying how minimalism fits into your life. But identifying your needs, even in the small parts of your life, um, like outdoor recreation and the gear that you buy, outdoor minimalism is a mindset shift from feeling like you should consume more to an evaluation of your needs versus wants. Okay, so minimalism as a whole concept makes sense in those terms, but how is that relative to the outdoor industry and the general environmental impact? Interest in outdoor sports of any kind has grown substantially in the recent years, especially with COVID shutdowns in 2020. Well, I think this is wonderful, and I'm really happy to see more people enjoying time outdoors. I also think that there is a lack of education regarding the environmental impact of humans when entering wild spaces. To an extent, I do believe it's up to individuals to seek out how to safely and mindfully interact with the outdoors on their own accord, but unfortunately, (laughs) there is a lot of a lack of self-awareness in this realm. So I'm not saying this arrogantly as if I have all the self-awareness that I need in my life. That's absolutely not true. I'm still learning every day. But I do have the firm belief that the outdoor industry, whether you work in it or enjoy outdoor recreation in any capacity in your life, whether it's something you do daily or maybe you're just starting out and you're trying to go hiking once a month. I believe that we have more of a responsibility than any other sector of society to preserve, protect, and restore natural spaces. While I believe this to be true, I find that when we do talk about the environmental impact of outdoor recreation, we tend to hyper-focus on the wear of the ecosystems that we're playing in. And while this is extremely important, it's only one part 
of a much larger equation when it comes to environmental advocacy in the outdoor industry. Your environmental impact as an outdoor enthusiast also includes the products that you buy, how you travel to your destinations, as well as how you interact with the land. There's a lot of moving parts, and so many of them are things that we simply don't often stop to think about or we aren't fully aware of because we're not in the present moment. So as more people enter the outdoors, there is an even more immediate need for education and awareness that leads to action. Beyond just buying less, minimalism becomes a way to appreciate and care for what you already have. Minimalism comes with the realization that everything we buy and everything that we do has an impact. And despite clever marketing by brands or their honest efforts to run a sustainable or eco-friendly business, there's no such thing as a sustainable product when you're using it from finite materials. You see, as you begin to pursue less through minimalism, I have found that I also start to evaluate my overall impact in the world around me. And although minimalism is a mindset and it seems more like an introspective view of your behavior, there are also these inherent switches that begin happening in your life as you change habits and you begin to understand how everything you do creates an impact one way or another. And that's where the seven R's of outdoor minimalism come into play. The seven R's of outdoor minimalism include reduce, refuse, rethink, repair, rehome and repurpose, they're grouped together, remove, and restore. I'm going to do an episode on each of these individually, so I won't go into too much detail of each one right now, but much like the three R's that we're used to hearing, reduce, reuse, recycle, the seven R's of outdoor minimalism are meant to remind us of the ways we can implement outdoor minimalist behaviors and practices into our lives. So it'd be really easy for me to say, just shift your mindset, be more mindful. But it's much harder to create lasting habits within your life without some information on how to actually do those things. And that's why I wrote the book on outdoor minimalism, to be honest. The underlying concepts like zero waste and minimalism are not new ideas. I simply put them in a new setting, the outdoor industry. I wanted to help people skip this giant learning curve that I struggled through my entire 20s and I'm still kind of learning about right now. I feel like I've barely scratched the surface of how outdoor minimalism and mindfulness actually applies to my life and I'm still learning and changing a lot of habits. But with these ideas in the book, my hope is that this podcast will give you some of the things that you need to approach any form of outdoor recreation through the lens of environmentalism and minimalism. And I do want to be transparent about the podcast. While I will be covering a lot of the concepts and ideas that are in the book, the book is going to be kind of like your quick reference guide. So say you're planning a trip. It could be backpacking or bikepacking. Um, there's a lot of different outdoor activities covered. Um, and you could get that book out, whether it be your first time going on a backpacking trip or your 30th. And you can reference the 
low impact or low waste checklist, for instance, or say you're buying a new piece of gear, maybe you need a new backpack and you don't know what to do with your old one, then you can reference the gear chapters and learn about how to repurpose or repair or even recycle some outdoor equipment and materials and how to identify sustainable outdoor brands and how to interact with different brands and how to find the right gear for you. There's so much to explore on this topic, and I'm really excited to have the opportunity to bring this conversation to light for listeners like you. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, let me know. Leave a review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tune in every Monday, and until next time, don't forget to recreate responsibly.